0: Welcome back to Let's Get To It. My name is Sarah.
1: My name is Mujib.
0: And this is episode 13 where we're going to talk about the nitty gritty elements of entrepreneurship.
1: That's right. It's a dog eat dog world. It is. And that was <laughs> no. hard to say. So,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Style uh. points
0: for uh, intonation there. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, we wanted to talk to you guys, just give you some of the realness of Uh, You know the day-to-day and also the lead-up and what it takes to become an entrepreneur be an entrepreneur What is that lifestyle all about? What does it take? Um, The highs the lows everything in between Um, So it's important for us to share with you some of our experiences and some of our stories
1: Yeah, and you know fortunately it's not as much of a dog-eat-dog world (laughs) as people make it seem like it is um especially here in Vermont, like I, as a small business owner, um, have gotten a lot of support from the communities around and the smaller, like the small business organizations and the micro business support organizations um, to try to encourage somebody who was coming from a non-business background to having a company now that's been in existence for as long as it has. So um, there are all sorts of supports to help us over those pitfalls and all there's all sorts of information to kind of get get us to the point that we're trying to get ourselves to so yeah that
0: i you. i wanna i wanna piggyback on that and just say that this this is definitely an outcome of vermont i think vermont is special in that way it really is you know to toot our own horn we're very lucky we live in for the most part a very collaborative small business landscape, where I know other places around the country, it's much more competitive. Um, You know, maybe others are not out to support you in the same way. And and I've also found that Vermont is super unique that way. And, um, you know, people within, you know, Mujib and I have now experienced this. We're in the same field. Granted, we don't do the exact same kind of fitness. But, um, you know, I love being able to collaborate with other folks in the fitness industry um, whereas I've seen in, you know, maybe some larger metro areas or other places around the country, it's not quite as friendly. Um, so we, I do think we're lucky here and we do have a lot of um, access and support um, to get things started. So if anyone's listening and you guys are interested in starting your own company or dipping your toes into entrepreneurship, there's definitely some options for you, particularly if you're listening in Vermont. Mm
1: hmm. Mm hmm so many options and they just keep on creating new options and and trying to get people more and more into being self-sustainable, self-sustaining, you know?
0: Absolutely. Which, um, Kind of brings me to, to to my first thought is entrepreneurship is pretty self-sustaining or can be self-sufficient. And um, I know it's pretty empowering to be able to have your own company and, and work for yourself. So was that an appeal for you to kind of work for yourself?
1: Yeah. And for me, it was, um, as I mentioned earlier, It's it when we were having the pre-conversation is that, you know, it was a little bit more even like I wanted to not have to work for anybody else. You know, yeah. like I didn't want my efforts to be sustaining somebody else's dream Mm -hmm. um and it it probably didn't even have that much definition to it when i first decided to start a company it was more just like um i had this thing that i wanted to be able to do that seemed a lot cooler than what i was currently doing and i knew that i had a skill set that was valuable and i knew that i had the wherewithal to put together um a product, if you will, that I can present to people that would be really beneficial to them. So, um, it was originally just derived from not wanting to go to work for this guy or something Mm -hmm. like that um, and realizing that I could have a lot of a more enjoyable time in my life if I was working, doing the things that I was personally passionate about doing. Um, And then then the self-sustainability came in because it was, I think the self-sustainability was a lot more of a result of like how how to keep the ball rolling right you know yeah. so how about for you is it very similar yeah different?
0: it's it's pretty similar i you know i had worked for other people and i think i'd mentioned probably way back in the first episode that i i used to be a legal secretary um and i'm a workaholic by nature i'm pretty sure and i was working you know easily 60 plus hours a week mm-hmm. in these offices um, you know, to grow someone else's practice and to grow someone else's business, which was great. I wanted to be the best I could at it. But I was going home at the end of the day thinking, you know, I have this work ethic and this drive and I could be putting all this energy and effort towards something that I want to do and create. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the first thing. And and that was pretty liberating and empowering. Um, and yeah, I'm like, why am I going to work this hard for someone else? Um, when I can do that for myself and and like you realized I have a skill set. I feel like I can fill, you know, there's a gap in the marketplace um, that I can step in and offer something that um, my town, my city doesn't have. So there was that too. So it's, you know, recognizing in yourself, you know, what do I have to offer? Mm -hmm. And, um, And then having the confidence and the belief in yourself to say, I'm going to be the person that's going to provide it. I'm going to give it a go. Right,
1: right, right. And did you have a lot of external support too? Like folks that were like, yeah, sir, you can do that. Or were people trying to talk you out of it at all?
0: I, I actually had a pretty mixed bag. I had some people that were very supportive um, that were like, you go, because you know they were also coming at a place from they know what type of person I am. So they kind of thought, yeah, give it a go. I had others who were more skeptical of, The actual field of choice, so they were thinking, oh, I don't know about spinning. I don't know if it has longevity. I don't know, you know, if that's really a good business. Um, So I had some people advise against it, and um, I love my father dearly. He was really skeptical. Mm -hmm. Um, I know he believes in me, so don't worry, Dad. But um, I had a steady job. I had health insurance. I had, you know, I worked for the federal government, so I was like getting a pension, um, all of these things. So I think to him, he was worried that I, uh, about what I was giving up mm-hmm. um, and that there was all this risk involved and why would I give up stability for the instability of working for yourself. But you know, it's risk versus reward. And I think if you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to start your own business, you, you've got to take risks. and. Oh. Um, you know, if it pans out, it's definitely worth it.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so much life in general. You know, yeah. I think that, um, especially being seasoned at what we're doing, it's easy to overlook how risky it still is all the time. Yeah. You know, and I think that a lot of the times, you, I mean, you've heard me make a lot of analogies with with driving cars and learning how to drive and how, you know, the, the more seasoned as drivers we are, the more now we can do when we're driving. You know, I can drive with my knee and still like eat food if I need to or yeah. something like that. Whereas when I was 16, like there's no way that I could have done that sort yeah. of idea and still maintain driving. Um, but at the same time, it's like at that higher risk like even me just driving here from my house to get here i'm risking my life the whole time you know there's all sorts of people on the road and and i have to make the right turn at the right time so and so forth so i think that oftentimes when there is that much risk um in the beginning it seems like a lot, it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. In the middle we start to recognize how much risk there is and we're like brave about it. Like give yeah. me that, you know, I'm ready for it. And then once we get seasoned, you don't necessarily realize like how much that we're actually holding on to every day, how much of a how much of a like chore that it is to maintain yeah. this that we're just doing automatically now, like on autopilot, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, that's a really, really good point about the things that become automatic for us. Um, Definitely. I know, you know, one of the things I definitely wanted to touch on in today's episode was kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit Mm. and talking about the things, you know, some people can think, you know, oh, it's so glamorous to work for yourself. Yeah, sometimes it definitely is. Mm. There's a lot of perks. There's a lot of great things about it. And then some days it's, you know, just like anybody else, you get up and you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to go to work today or gosh, what's on my agenda? What's on the calendar? Um, And the things that that you know, which that have to be done or sacrificed that people may not always realize. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, do you have any examples
1: yeah, for you? The, the sort of like, and this is, again, this is personal, you know, it's, yeah. it's to each person. So there are entrepreneurs that are listening to this. This might not be your experience and it might not even be your experience there. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, there was an element of like not turning off. Like, I mm-hmm. can't walk away from this yeah. now. Whereas, you know, in the beginning, I, I could clock out of a job and, and leave the job. And I not right. to think about the job anymore. Um, but this reality that, like, I'm going to wake up in the morning thinking about this. It's mm-hmm. going to probably be one of the last things that I think about before I go to sleep. Maybe even I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night thinking about it. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, it's really going to encompass my entire life. Um, when when that's the only thing that we're doing, then that's one thing. Like if all I'm doing is kettlebell training and I jumped off both feet in the water, like, boom, no problem. Um, but when trying to also maintain other things, maintain other relationships, mm-hmm. maintain other business you know, endeavors, like if I'm involved in somebody else's company or if I'm working still for somebody else, like that ability to realize that like, okay, well, if I'm going to make this new thing grow that I've just planted or that I've started to try to create, I'm never going to be able to look away from it again, mm-hmm. you know? yeah. And we talk about that with, with, you know, how similar it is starting a company with having a child. Yeah. Um, and it, it is, it has that same, very same energy that's just like, I'm on all the time now. It's not like a, not like an on-off switch. It's now I'm just on. It's just, yep. it's there, it's working. And, you know, I think that, To add to that, like the caveat of that is that it also becomes more. Again, it becomes more commonplace. It becomes more automatic. You know, Um, all the things that we're thinking about when we're driving a car—they're tremendous. But you know, again, we're just kind of checking off that list as we go. So for me, I think that was the the first thing that the curtain revealed was like, "All right, no more off days. You know (laughs) what I mean? No, no days off. But yeah, um, definitely no days off." Month long vacations every year, so I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit different, but um, but yeah, again, but, that's but, because but to be fair, up.
0: but to be fair, yeah, you set it up. Yeah. You probably weren't doing that the first couple no. years, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: seven years straight without a break, pretty oh, much. There you, know? you go, folks. <laughs> yeah, 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 it took a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about you? Are there specific things that might be behind that curtain that folks don't? Yeah, Get the I,
0: you know, so my business turns eight years old next month, actually in a couple weeks, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and I remember, so it was this time eight years ago that I was really cultivating and getting ready because my business opened on Veterans Day, November 12th, 2012. Hmm. Um, so I was spending the month of October built, literally building the studio with a, with a friend of mine. Wow. And um, I remember this kind of like, these thoughts that were in my head. And I was so nervous that I was gonna do this thing and I'm gonna jump off the cliff. And what if nobody cares and nobody shows up and it, it's a belly flop. Mm-hmm. And then that quickly turned into me being really afraid of it working. Huh. So then I started to get anxiety, like what if people do show up? <laughs> because then, like then it's on, mm-hmm. right? So, okay, if I try and it's a failure, that's one thing. If I try and it's actually successful, then definitely my personality type, then I've got to keep going. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you know I'm going to work. You'll see my drive, you'll see my work ethic, you'll see you know X, Y, and Z. Um, but I just remember that just shift in thinking, like being afraid that no one's going to do the thing and then being afraid that actually a lot of people are going to do the mm-hmm. thing, because then that's the added pressure. Um, And, you know, I I do think that to be an entrepreneur, there are some personality traits. There are some similarities in the people that decide to do this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, because it is, you know, if, if you're somebody and there's nothing wrong with this personality, if you're someone that just wants to, you know, close the computer at five and, not have to think about work until the alarm goes off the next day, then, then that's cool. Like, I, I wouldn't suggest entrepreneurship mm-hmm. um, just because, like you said, it is on your mind potentially 24-7. And depending on the type of person you are, and I think Mujib and I are actually really similar, you know, we, we put ourselves out there and we put ourselves on the line. Mm-hmm. We both have companies that are very interconnected with ourselves and our personal reputation, right? They're very, they're tied to it, especially in the fitness world. If right. you're a personal trainer or have a larger studio, um, it's really important. I I can't separate myself from my brand. Right, right, I right. am the brand or at least a big part of it. Um, so it is hard to disconnect or turn that off, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I, I care and I have relationships with my, you know, responsibilities to my to my clients and my community or you know I put that on myself but you know um I see I see myself as very interconnected with that and so yeah it stays with me seven days a week Mm. you know it is kind of hard to to turn that off
1: right it makes me think of the transformation that happens Mm. in taking on that role, mm-hmm. right? For saying like, what's going to happen when the people do show up? Well, I'm going to have to show up too. And right. then as it gets bigger, I'm going to have to to prepare myself to receive a bigger product or something yeah. like that. Um, and the, the evolution that has to happen personally, who we have to become as people to maintain this mantle that we've set for ourselves, or this like, this company this business model this business plan that we've laid out well now I have to do that you know yeah now I have to get to that bottom line that I said I can get to you know right. I I know that when I do my marketing it's going to bring in this many people so now I know I have to do that marketing you know right. so on and so forth so um, do you feel like the person who you are and we've talked about this in other episodes but just kind of thinking about it directly in terms of entrepreneurship and who you, who you were when you started the business mm-hmm. versus who you are now, right? Like if we look at those headshots that you just took, right? Yeah. And the original headshots that you had. <laughs> um, can you explain a little bit about the transformation from day 1 to now 8 years in?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, thankfully there has been. You know, I think if anybody if if you look back 8 years and you don't see a change, then I don't, I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, thankfully there's been a huge evolution and growth in not just the business per se but how i see myself um how i understand leadership and how i lead um and things that i used to do kind of now that i'm eight years in i think oh my god how did i even do that you know i was i was telling Mujiba's story a few days ago that um those of you who are listening that went to Rev 1.0. So there's been three iterations of Rev, just to kind of fill folks in um, on this growth trajectory, which I'm super thankful for. But we started in a 1000 square foot studio space. Um, I couldn't afford a contractor or walls or doors or anything. Um, So I worked with what I had. And and then we moved on to a a bigger space and that we called Rev 2.0. And then we moved on to an even bigger space and actually which is is where we're sitting now called Rev 3.0, affectionately. Um, But there's a story of of me in Rev 1.0 where I shared uh, an HVAC unit with an ice cream (laughs) uh, place. And in the winter, they needed the heat on. Um, And yes, people were still getting ice cream or or, uh, frozen yogurt in the winter and having the heat on in a spin studio is not great um so i would open all my windows to to at least give people a break and of course it was below freezing temperatures so the window would freeze open and at the end of the night i'd have to close the windows so i would literally pull out my hair dryer and plug it in and however long it took i would heat up you know the, the window mechanism so i could close the damn window and go home um, I would do all of the towel laundry at my own house, and I did that for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't actually have a staff. Here's another thing about you know growth and um, you know depending on how you scale your business and depending on what you do. I you know I wanted to grow and, and be bigger, and it was a group fitness studio, so I added you know staff over the years. But for for a lot of years, we we didn't have support staff. You know there weren't any front desk people. You know. If you go to some of the larger gyms, you'd think, well, of course, there's front desk people. You go to some smaller boutique studios, yoga studios, and otherwise, there's no front desk person.
1: Right, right, <laughs> like, right, you're you take the, the sign and you run and teach.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's so Vermont, or maybe it's some other small towns, too, depending on where you are. We're very trusting here. Like, you <laughs> sign your name on a piece of paper and you leave your purse out and you, <laughs> like, go and practice. I swear to God. Um, so maybe some people not that don't live here are like, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, and I just say all of that to say that, you know, over, over the years, you realize, you know, if you, if you want to get to certain stages, it's like you do have to start doing things differently because y- you, you can't do it all yourself. And that's also been a huge thing for me to learn as an owner and entrepreneur, because like probably like a lot of people, I'm kind of a control freak. Like if you have your own business and, you know, you have your own image and your reputation, you you started your own business for a reason. Um, you know, you have to relinquish some parts of what you do to grow. You know, when you realize I can't answer all these emails, I can't just be at the check-in desk and the instructor and the do the laundry and mm-hmm. you know, um, you're gonna burn out. We talk about burnout, which we should. We'll talk more about burnout. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, it's about building your team and it's about assembling people, you know, who do I want as my right hand? Mm -hmm. What people do I want to bring into the fold? How can that free me up to do what I do best? You know, so I, you know, it's a long answer to your question, but I, I've absolutely changed in eight years and I'm really thankful. You know, I'd like to think that I, you know, I learned a lot, still learning a lot. Um, and so thankful to, to have gone through all of the stages, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's more to come. Um, it's, you know, it's not over. Um, but yeah, to just be continually growing and changing and learning.
1: Yeah. And it speaks to the necessity of that. Yeah. That the, it's like in order for me to grow my company, I have to, again, I have to become the person who's capable of handling that growth you know um and sometimes that calls for again changing whose role what is maybe I need to bring somebody else in to to meet the front desk or something like that my my model is a lot different just because Mm -hmm. I'm a personal trainer in that sense so it's just like a one-on-one thing um but in those times when I've grown beyond just what I could do trying to contract other instructors to come in and Mm -hmm. teach classes that I've marketed and things like that um Having to, like you said, kind of relinquish some of that control mm-hmm. over the end product. You know, for me, I've had that come and kind of bite me in the ass a couple of times. Mm-hmm. You know, like presenting a product that the folks are expecting to come and see what it is that I'm presenting to them, and then there's a contracted instructor who's not actually presenting that mm-hmm. thing that I've asked them to do. Um, it's it's heavy. You know, yeah. it gets heavy like yeah. that. You know, and and, and kind of like. That, for me, is one of the kind of unspoken things or the things that we're not going to jump out and share on a podcast of my story of success is all of the the near misses and the things that yeah. may, really could have just crippled my whole operation, you know yep um and trying to evolve into the type of person who can see those things coming. It's like some people say there are no losses, only lessons, you know mm. that idea that like sure like this person being this way might have cost me a couple of people coming back but me realizing that that person is going to be that way and kind of trying to learn the qualities of somebody who's going to turn into that type of person
0: mm-hmm.
1: now i have the better idea for how to put somebody else in a position that i'm creating for them you know oh my
0: god Also, I get songs in my head and all of a sudden bounce back. Mm. But Big Sean Mm -hmm. just started like. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the truth. Started playing. Yeah, I would think about taking losses, but yeah, not losses, but lessons. It's so true because, you know, we've mentioned it before in other podcasts that there's, you know, to be successful, you have to fail. I mean, that's just a given. Mm -hmm. You're going to fail. So, like, it's it's what you do with that failure, you know? learn the lesson from it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I've mentioned previously, I I sold half my business to someone I barely knew. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, well, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but and I don't regret any of the things that happened in the last eight years, you know, good, bad, and different, mm-hmm, because, mm-hmm. you know, I it's, it's part of the journey. And it's part of part of the growth. And you know, I can stand here today, you know, and this weekend I took these headshots where my, you know, my fingers are interlaced and I'm kind of in this boss pose. That, that stance, that image could not have been taken eight years ago mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I wasn't that person, Right. So I really do, you know we, we keep talking about this, but the process of becoming, and mm-hmm. and also in that photo, there's a little bit of projection, right as well, right. So it's not just who I am right now, but it's also a little bit of who I want to be. Yes Yes,
1: yes, <laughs> yes. Um, that's such a that's been such a theme for yeah. for this time period, for myself, particularly, but I've heard it from a lot of different people, is just like, you know, right now we're at this point where 2019 was very much like a reaping. Like I'm going to reap the rewards of all the work that I've put in up to this point. You know what I mean? I
0: just got goosebumps. Right. 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 I agree with Um, that.
1: (laughs) 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 But then 2020 is like this total like thrown for a loop sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And what I've had to do is I've had to take that step back and reimagine myself. Right. Mm -hmm, So like mm -hmm. I've gotten to the point where 2020, I was the person who I had imagined becoming, you know, Mm I, I, Going into twenty twenty, like I was there, like I was, I had the collaborations that I was looking for. I was yeah. seen as the person that I wanted to be seen as. I was having the successes that I wanted to have. Um, then to have twenty twenty kind of throw a loop, but it it, a number one, this podcast is a result of that, right? Right. Yeah. B number two, um, it made me have to step back and say, okay, well, if I was able to do that in that amount of time, then what can I project myself to do forward in this amount of time, right? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I'm 37 years old. If I see myself as being 67 years old and I give myself another 30 years at pursuing the passions that I'm pursuing. Who am I going to be at that point? You Mm -hmm. know, what am I, what am I going to be capable of doing at that point? So I think that, um, with entrepreneurship and just the idea of trying to get into these endeavors, it's, it's largely has to be that envisioning, that visioning, who it is that I want to be that projecting who it is that I'm trying to become, you know, Mm -hmm. because right now I'm not that person yet. I'm that person. I'm the core of that person, but that isn't I don't have that experience yet. It's not 2030. It can't be. I can't rush 10 years. Right. You know. I can't. I can't snap my fingers and automatically be who I'm going to be then. Right. Like just to paint a picture, if all continues to go in the trajectory, I don't have a one-year-old. I have a 10-year-old. Wow. That's a different life. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. My yeah. wife and I aren't married for three years. We're married for 13. Wow. You know. Yeah. Like that's the that's that's the sort of like picture that we paint. And so for for an entrepreneur an entrepreneurial endeavor, um you know, there's there's this combination, we can speak to this in a second, because I'm curious to see what you think about this, but there's this combination of like, on the ground action, yep, and then future projection, yep. you know? So like, I have to be ready to do the thing that I'm doing on the ground right now, yeah. but the whole time that I'm doing that, I have to be able to see what it is that I'm doing it for, who it is that I'm trying to become yeah. down the line, you know? Um, a lot of things that, and I haven't talked about this yet on the podcast, and you might not even really know about this about me, um, when I first started as a kettlebell instructor, I didn't have a car. So I would I hitchhike with my kettlebells. What? Yeah, I would put two, three kettlebells into a backpack. I had a whole system for how to like make sure that they were into my body, like they weren't gonna wobble around. I Had a nice hiking pack, like a Dana Designs pack or something like that. I'd pack my kettlebells in there. I'd jump down to Route 14. I might ride my bike down there with the kettlebells on my back sort of thing. Yeah. And then thumb it, try to get into Montpelier, you know. Wow. Right. Simply because I wanted to start a company and then my car broke down. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So it was and that like, wasn't going
0: to stop you. No, of
1: course not. Yeah. Because that's that's the reality of it all is like to be me now, 2020 mm-hmm. Mujib, I had to go through that. Right. You know, like I, this version of Mujib required that that version of Mujib has to go through that. I need you to go through that. I need you to, to decide that this is still more important than the other thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and, and I need you to know that you're going to get a car, man right that's going to come back like those things are going to come around if you keep pushing yeah you know if you keep on doing the thing that you're trying to do so that you don't burn your soul out so that you can still pursue your passion you know so again it's just that like that visioning down the line and i remember at my first certification envisioning the car that i was going to get once I became a successful kettlebell trainer, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna get the Impreza with the dark tints on it. You know, I was all about it, and I got the car, you know, as time went on. The Subaru. Right, right. It's all The about official the car of Vermont. By right. Could have pictured anything, right? So I like, think you don't have to picture Imprezas, you can go bigger. I know. Too.
0: Maserati. Um, right, right,
1: right. With the NCK logo on the back. Right? But, you okay. Know, but there is that reality of, like, um, of, again, this, this, this ability to, to, envision or to vision or to project what it is that we not just see as being possible Mm. but what we want like I don't care what's possible my imagination doesn't have a limit on it again it's like what you said Mm. the sky's not the limit anymore right yeah there's no there's no limit to what I can envision my company growing to Mm. right Mm -hmm. so for me like my company vision is fucking eight times ten times bigger than what it is right now same
0: and you know Something I just thought of was, and I, and I think we're similar in this. I, you know, I don't know about you, but you, I mean, you can answer for yourself. <laughs> um, I didn't start my business to make money. And I'll say that a couple of different ways. Um, I, I had no idea how successful it could be. Like I didn't, here's the thing. There'll be some folks with an idea and you know, sort of like some inventors or entrepreneurs are searching for the million dollar idea, right? Like the meal ticket idea, oh, this is. And you know, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. I know personally for me, I started my business because it was something I really enjoyed and I thought I did it really well. And I thought, you know what? If if I can wake up and do this every day and share my music and Do sports with people, and hopefully it pays the bills. Like that's good enough for me. I sort of, you know, that's kind of where I started, Um, and so it wasn't, it wasn't sort of chasing an idea about, oh, I want this to make me rich or something. Um, So I don't know about you, but I just feel like if you if you go at something with a mindset of like, this is what I love. This is what I'm good at. It's more about cultivating that passion and the work ethic and, like, I'm going to do anything to make it work. And then all will like, it it, it started to work. Like, like, I started to make money. Like, I started to be able to do it for a living. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like, and I'm not trying to say, you know, that's a holier-than-thou approach because, you know, whatever. Some people may say, like, you know what, this is a really, this is a great idea. This is going to make us a lot of money. And maybe it does. And that's awesome. Good for you. Um, but I do think there is, I don't know, there's something for me that it just, it was about the thing. Mm -hmm. It was about getting to do the thing. It was, we've mentioned this before, like it, it filled something in my soul. Like, and that's, and I think that's why I was able or why I am able to sort of bring the passion that I do and the energy that I do because it's authentic.
1: Right, right, right. And that's, and that shows in yeah. that, you know, like, again, let's... Well, we can speak from this place right now, October 20th, 2020. Um, the the majority of our needs are covered, Yes. you know? Like, the bottom line is okay, you know, for the most part. Um, beyond that, it's, it is passion, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not... I, I, if I'm just trying to do what I'm doing so that I can pay my bills... Then I don't need any more clients. Right. You know what I mean? Um, if I'm just trying to do what I'm doing to try to get rich, then I don't need quality clients. Right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. But if what I'm trying to do is to create an environment that's a quality environment that lets people understand their true potential in mm. strength or in ability, then that's what I'm going to do. And that's going to bring in the quality people. And that's going to bring in the quantity of people that I'm going to need to create a lifestyle that goes beyond just my basic needs. Yeah. But it's, it's it, you know, it goes back to what you were talking about with the, the hierarchy of, mm. of what we need in our lives. You know, yeah. um, once my basic needs are met, then everything else is just kind of like a, a, a joy. It's for the love of it all. Yeah. Um. And, you know, like, it's like what you said everybody's kind of different there's again there's some 37 year old fucking multimillionaire right now that's like nah that guy's an idiot you should do it this way but that's to each their own you yeah. know for the most part like i can only i can only come at it from my skin right like i can't i can't take your ideals and your vision and your dream and then just stamp that on me and go with it no mm-hmm. like my shit is derived from who I was in 2008 mm-hmm. when I decided to start the company. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the only thing that that went into it. Like, I didn't know who you were. Right. I, I said this earlier today to myself, right? I talk a lot to myself, right? And yeah. I think that as an entrepreneur, you end up doing that, right? I do that to,
0: a lot, too. So it's good to hear Right you say right. That.
1: <laughs> I mean, whether it's like looking in the mirror and being able to give a pep talk or whether it's just like, Like if I'm driving sometimes on a long drive, Mm -hmm. I'll turn the music off and I'll turn the book off or whatever it was that I was listening to. And I'll literally have a, will talk it out with myself. Like, what is it that I need to do for these videos? What is it that I need to do for this next piece? Well, what am I going to do to work with such and such? And it's not, you know, it's like um, I'm not I'm not contradicting or combating myself. I'm not like, well, you can't do that. Well, I need to do that. It's not (laughs) like that. But it is a, a basic like. I have to, and part of it, too, is like my job is speaking to people. So Mm -hmm. if I'm leaving in the morning, maybe I haven't spoken that much. So Mm -hmm. speaking out loud and really kind of like projecting my voice just helps to warm me up to get into it. Um, But with all that said, I was saying to myself this morning, um, I don't care what anybody else really thinks about how I approach what I do. I don't. I can't. Because nobody else who would have an opinion of what it is that I'm doing Understands the entirety of why it is that I do the things that I do the way that I do them. Mm -hmm. So, what, and it was in regards to like my own system. Like, I get up at four o'clock in the morning. Between Mm -hmm. four o'clock and five o'clock, I act a certain way. Between five o'clock and six o'clock, I act a certain way. Between six and seven, I act a certain way. So, that could be for you. Like, you might wake up and I got up from four to five, I read the Wall Street Journal, and that's how I make my money that's not what I need to do myself to wake myself up. Right. So again, when it gets into this, this entrepreneurial world, you know, there is that real individualized approach to the majority of what it is that we're doing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that goes into what we were talking about with as far as like building the model based on our own passions, based on our own visions for the communities that we wanna create, for the yeah. environment that we wanna have. Um, here's a question Mm -hmm. um were there ever moments down the road where you were like it's too much i can't keep doing this or i probably should stop and go in a different direction
0: oh yeah of course of course and i think that's really natural i think it's almost should be expected um i definitely had those moments i had those i had a really dark moment um you know when things kind of fell apart and collapsed after a bad business partnership, um, and I was pretty burnt out and fe- felt really spent emotionally and and, and otherwise, and thought, nah, no, I just don't think I can keep going. And got a good pep talk from my mom, and decided to. to you know, turn things around and, and, and took some time off just, uh, even just a week. Um, I went out to San Diego Mm -hmm. and, uh, just needed to kind of regenerate and, and gather my thoughts and and things like that. So, yeah, I definitely have. And, you know, I'm thinking back to the, our self-care episode and you said something really important, which is, you know, to try to not work yourself to the bone until you, you know, absolutely need to take a break. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something, you know, I've personally struggled with that in my entrepreneurial journey is um, that on-off switch, you know, giving yourself permission to take a break. And, um, you know, I'm even struggling with that now. You know, I felt like you just mentioned 2019 being this, you know, kind of prime year. and, And definitely for me, 2019 was a good year. You know, it was a year where a lot of things that I worked hard on kind of came to fruition. And. Um, I was working with all the people I wanted to work with and, and the business was in a place that I enjoyed and I was doing self care things and I was taking time and taking vacations and felt like I've set up the infrastructure to be able to do this and have a healthier relationship to the work and the Mm -hmm. business. Um, and then, (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: and then March happened and I felt like I've died way back in where, you know, I'm personally not taking enough time, not really taking care of myself because it feels like it's fight or flight mode, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. every single day. And I, and I, and I just want to speak to that because, you know, those of you that are obviously we're living through this time right now, this is, you know, we have to talk about the, obviously what's happening now. And those of you that are listening that are trying to hang on to a business right now, it's hard. And I think we should acknowledge that it's really hard. Um, And, you know, you may have found like, I worked so hard and I got myself to this spot. And now, you know, you've regressed or you've had to backslide or you've had to rethink your whole approach and your whole company and how you do things. You know, you know, we're you know, we're doing this. We're figuring out the virtual world you know, and how to do that. And, um, so it's, it's a lot. Um, and I just want to acknowledge that, you know, it's, it is hard to be a business owner right now. It is hard to be an entrepreneur right now in this moment. And, um, you know, all I can say is, you know, we got to support each other and and, and try to hang in there, but, you know, do what's best. It's also, you know, you got to do what's best for you. Mm -hmm. I want to also say that to folks too, because I know what it's like to feel like you're, trying to do a lot of things for everybody else and sometimes you got to do what's best for you
1: right right yeah i mean you can't there's no way to take care of anybody else for any long period of time without stopping to take care of ourselves yeah right um you know like growing up my mom you know she raised us single mom sort of style but at the same time like she there were certain supports that she needed there was there's her faith needed to be established you know like she needed to have certain things in place that allowed her to recharge enough to come back at it each day mm-hmm. you know what I mean um, for for me now as an adult and somebody who's trying to maintain right now and, and still grow you know I think that that's also something that's worth acknowledging mm-hmm. um, is that there is this drive to not just survive right now, but try to get back to that boom of thriving in our lives, you know, and it's not just that, you know, there's, there is the fight or flight mechanism, and there is that sort of energy that comes into it, that's just like, right now, you just sink or swim, and you Mm got to figure out how to swim, you know what I mean, Um, but there's an energy to it that I can't really explain yet, Mm. that's, it feels a little bit more like, Sink or swim, but there's nothing anywhere. Like there's no island, there's no boat. The water's just eighty degrees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at some point you're gonna get somewhere. Yeah. So swim. Yeah. You know, and and maybe you're not gonna make it right now. So float a little bit. Mm. Enjoy a little bit. Like don't don't necessarily like destroy oneself right Don't Mm -hmm. I want to cut off my my left hand to feed my right hand you know what I mean Mm -hmm. that sort of idea um because this and and let this be heard too from an entrepreneur's perspective like yes it is on all the time yes it is every day every day every week you know but it's not it like this isn't my entire life yeah you know yeah it's my entire business Mm -hmm. my business is a company that I love it's doing something that I love to do, I wake up in the morning I'm excited to do it, but it's not it's not actually the end goal mm-hmm. you know like my end goal for starting my company was self-reliance was mm-hmm. self-sufficiency was to be able to have my own control over my own time yeah so that I could do what I wanted to do with my time yeah. you know and in those times that I've gotten burned out or that I've hit those walls it's because I wasn't able to actually reap the benefit of what it was that I was doing all the work for in the first place, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, Um, and then in that moment, that becomes a bit too much, right, Right. Um, so, you know, there's, there's an, there's an asking that has to happen right now, like, why am I doing this, you Mm -hmm. know, what, what, what is it, not just, like, what is it giving me, but what am I going for, You know, what is it that I'm trying to strive towards or trying to build towards? And, and why is it still worth me getting up in the morning and trying to pursue this thing? Because in doing that, obviously I don't want to deter anybody who's like on the brink of like, I don't know, I'm wobbling back and forth. And (laughs) you just said, you know, blah, blah, blah. But (laughs) um, at the same time, it's like at a certain point, if my, if my company starts to take away from my, my family Mm. and my growth and my my well-being, mm. my mental well-being, my emotional well-being, if I'm, if I'm snappy at my partner or mad at my kids or whatever, um, I have to ask myself, is that what's more important? You mm. know, is it more important that I have a successful business life and a shitty home life? Mm. Or is, it, is it my successful business life only so that I can have a good home life? you know, mm-hmm. and for me, I had to, I had to make that choice, but it didn't start like that, you know, I sacrificed every single thing that I had in my life for my, my company at some point, you know what yeah. I mean, I, had friends, mm-hmm. yep. free time, yep. my 20s, <laughs> yep. right, all of that shit, <laughs> like, just so that I could get to this point where now I'm, like, having these revelations personally, mm. and being like, oh, okay, yeah, like, I can build it into my lifestyle so that I have a month off, and Mm -hmm. i'm still getting paid for that month Mm -hmm. you know because i can design a business model that i'm able to do that yeah oh and for me that's always been the fun of entrepreneurship is that i it i can it's a game it's a piece (laughs) it's pieces to a puzzle that i can move yeah and it's a choose your own adventure type of game where i can decide that i want to try this or i want to reach out to this person or i want to create this program and i want to take these combinations of success and put them together and see if they can create a new success, you know, that sort of idea. Um, So for me, as soon as it, as soon as that spark, like how I just described all that and you got a smile on your face, I'm all (laughs) lit up. But as soon as that spark is gone for me, Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't do it anymore because it's not, what I'm doing to sustain my life has to fulfill my life like it's Mm -hmm. it's for the purpose of living a broader life yeah so i don't know it's that's that's i'm i'm with that a lot right now in my head it's like what is the what is the the grander vision for mujib Mm. 10 years from now Mm -hmm. you know and my wife and i we have we we're Planners, we love planning things yeah. out. So you have a five-year plan, ten-year plan, twenty-year plan, um, mm-hmm. and it's great. And they—they they are all exciting, you yeah. know. And they all—they all call for some pretty cool stuff to happen. But they also all call for us to be very diligent, to evolve even more than we've already evolved, mm-hmm. for us to become more knowledgeable at the things that we're trying to do. Like all my goals, in, they're encouraging me and they're requiring me to elevate myself from even where I am right now, which mm. seems pretty comfortable. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. You know, I just kind of keep thinking too about, um, and I think this is probably something I've mentioned before, the, you know, if you're out there and you're thinking about starting something, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that it's not too late. And, you know, no matter how old you are listening to this, um, that if there's something that you want to do and a path you want to pursue, then, then go for it and do that. Um, and don't let yourself be held back by, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm too old or I'm too young or, or whatever boxes we want to put ourselves in because, you know, you know, your journey started in your twenties. Mine started at 29. Um, and yeah, my whole, you know, most of my thirties now, you know, has, has been devoted to this and without regret, um, you know, and, but yeah, the sacrifices are, are, are real. And I would say you can absolutely do this at any age, but you know, be mindful and be in, be intentional, inform yourself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't maybe approach it com- completely blind. And just what I mean by that is, you know, you, you do have to be willing to say, I remember particularly in the first couple of years, you know, I'd get invited to birthday parties, you know, dinner, drinks, like all kinds of stuff. And no, I can't, you know, I've got to be at the studio or you know, until I was able to grow and build and mm-hmm. set things up in a way that freed me up for a night out, mm-hmm. or or whatever it was that I needed to do to step away. Um, and that can also be hard, you know, for if if you want to have some control to sort of that the first couple times you realize I'm gonna step away mm-hmm. and it's it's not gonna be me. Um, I, I I had a time where you know. Unfortunately, my, my stepmom had notified me that her mother had passed away and um, my business was only three months old um, at the time. And I had not yet been away for a weekend. It was, there was a weekend service, of course. And um, and of course I was going to go to to the services for, for her mother, um, but I'm not gonna lie. I had thoughts where well, I guess I, I guess we have to close so that I can go to the funeral. Um, and I had very capable people around me that also were teaching at the studio that were like, Sarah, we can open up and run the studio on Sunday. So you go be with your family. Like we got this. Mm -hmm. And there was that element of, you know, Trust yourself that you are hiring or surrounding yourself with other capable people that are a reflection of the work that you do and and can execute the vision that you have. Empower them to do their job and ask for help when you need it Mm -hmm. because there's people out there that that wanna help you um, or are gonna say, yeah, don't come in or take time off, like we got this. Um, And that was a really important lesson for me to learn 90 days into the business and i went and i was with family and the studio stayed open and the classes happened and everything was fine (laughs) you know the world didn't stop turning um and so that's like another kind of thing you know as much as we think oh well it's just not gonna work i have to be there the whole time i mean you will run yourself into the ground if that's the case yeah yeah
1: totally truth totally truth yeah. I mean, one of the things that that really makes me think of is the difference between having a one person business versus having multiple people in a business
0: yeah.
1: Um. and how, you know, one of the things that you asked me is like, what would I, is there anything that I would do differently or tell mm-hmm. myself when I was starting? Yeah. Um, and I think that like, as and it's tricky, too, because right now, you know, it's still even trying to do that right now. and trying to say, like, okay, how many pieces can I put in place where... I don't even understand half of the stuff that's actually going to happen along the line yet. You right. know what I mean? So like in when I was first building my company, I could have had a vision for what I wanted to see in 10 years, but that vision didn't take into account what was going to happen five years from that point. Right. That was going to then evolve me and change my whole perspective on what I was going to be capable of in another five years. Um, but I will say all that to say like as much as I could have told myself plan for what it's going to look like when you have 25 clients, Mm. you know, don't Mm -hmm. just, don't just run and gun and think that you're always going to have this struggling to get two, three people Mm -hmm. struggling to get five, six people like plan for success. Like Mm -hmm. understand that at some point you're going to have 40 people. What's your life going to look like at that Mm -hmm. point? Mm -hmm. Are you going to, so what happens now you got 40 clients, you got to work 40 clients, 40 people, one hour a day. Is that a good business model? Is that what you want? Right. Is that going to give you enough time to do the next thing that you want? Right. You know, so on and so forth. So I say that, you know, if that means planning, having a second person come on at a certain point, mm-hmm. plan on a business model that has multiple people. Um, for the difference between a leader or somebody who's a boss and then bringing other people on to somebody who's like a one person show, who's then like maybe looking for people to collaborate to help to take some of that pressure off. Mm-hmm. Um, be careful. That's yeah. definitely a pitfall. Right. Um, Nobody has the vision if you, like me mm-hmm. like nobody has my vision like me like right. any like all the people that I've ever collaborated with they could have the love they could have the passion they could want to want to support me and want to see me be successful but at the end of the day they didn't wake up and start North Country kettlebells to support Mujib mm-hmm. in his personal endeavors in the world you know mm-hmm. so I then have to realize that and I have to take that into account like I am going to have to be the one that keeps the machine going in a certain way because that's how I designed the company to be, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so just being clear on that off the bat, off the start, like what does what our highest level of success look like and what are we going to need to have at that point? Yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. And, and you said it earlier, I think, you know, figuring out your why um you know what you want what do you want this is like a recurring theme in every episode is knowing yourself and what it is that you want and then figuring out how you get that thing whatever it is one really important article that i read i was i was lucky enough to be able to take a pretty cool business class for um ceos and entrepreneurs and there was an assignment to read an article um whether or not you are a ceo or an entrepreneur and so there's a lot of business psychology and other things. And in, it was through reading this article that I realized I'm actually an entrepreneur and not a CEO. And that's not to say that's neither good nor bad. It's just sort of understanding your um, leadership style and, and, you know, how you work. And so I'll, I'll explain the difference slightly. I'll try not to muck it up. But um, CEOs are really good at scaling and delegating and um you know, growing businesses, right? You know, um, making decisions, hiring, putting, giving other people the job to do. Um, Entrepreneurs are in it, in the trenches, creative, innovative, um, don't necessarily pull themselves out Mm -hmm. and just delegate a bunch of things to other folks um, to scale. And, you know, I've realized this, that, you know, even growing the business, I'm still here every single day. I'm not a CEO like and that's fine. I'm okay with that. Like but just kind of knowing what my personality type is that I am the type of person that I want to be in it. I like doing the thing. I like showing up for work. Um, I'll grab the mop and I'll I'll clean up like that's fine. And even eight years in, I still do those things. Whereas sort of the CEO mindset is like, okay, yeah, I might have mopped ten years ago. I'm not mopping anymore it's just a difference in personality and, and like I said, neither is good nor bad, but it's, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what type of business person are you? Mm-hmm. Um, I think is kind of helpful to sort of know, especially if you're in the beginning stages, how you may want to grow or how you may want to, the, the relationship to your business. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be in my business. Like I never wanted to just own rev or cycling,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you
0: know, mm-hmm. and I know I sometimes would surprise people Uh, I'd be sitting at the front desk um, in this space and people would come in and they might be new to Rev and not know who I was. And they'd speak to me in a way that kind of down-talking, like Mm -hmm. the girl at the front desk. Mm -hmm. And then I'd stand up and say, my name's Sarah. I'm the owner. Like a switch would Mm -hmm. flip on them. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is your place? Which is kind of unfortunate, right, that these people are making assumptions. Like, don't well, is that how you're going to talk to my front desk person? Right, right, right. No, because you might be talking to the CEO. Mm-hmm. It's like undercover boss or something, right? <laughs> um, so watch yourself. But, you know, so that was, you know, really interesting. I'm just, yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking of the, what, the hair club for men. I'm mm. not only the president, I'm also a client. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Remember those commercials? Like, mm-hmm. again, we're 80s babies. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, I've, I know about myself that I've always wanted to be, in my business, like in the trenches mm. and that you're seeing me day to day, that I'm not just off in some vacation home and like, mm. yeah, oh, that's my, you know, I'm the owner, you know, mm. and, and it's a mental, and it's fine. Like if that's, dude, if you want to like be out in bail and enjoying and counting stacks of cash, like that's cool. <laughs> but, um, you know, I know that's like not for me. Like I want to be, on the daily grind, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. Right, right. I mean, right. clearly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it's good to know that because then you can formulate a business that feeds you, yeah. feeds your soul, feeds you physically with delicious food, but yeah. also like feeds that need for that structure that you need in your life to feel fulfilled. Right. You know, and if if entrepreneurship is one thing, it's that. Mm-hmm. it's taking the time to create the structure in your life that allows you to feel fulfilled if you own a shop on church street and you love selling the things that you sell or if you have a fucking fortune 500 company mm-hmm. that you built from scratch you know it's mm-hmm. it's it's taking the time to decide this is what i need in my life and i'm going to construct something that's going to give me that
0: yeah. yeah i think that's a good place to come to a close mm-hmm. um which again i can't believe we've it's right. been almost an hour right. we could talk about this for for a really really long time uh, i always appreciate talking to you mujib and your insight and uh, we just appreciate again another opportunity to share with all of you our own opinions our own experiences and we'd love to hear from you about some of yours and what's on your mind so please get in touch with us mm-hmm.
1: yeah Th- let us know what you have in mind
0: yeah thank you guys so much my name is sarah my name is mujib take care